You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. It's a beautiful day in Brooklyn. It sure is. It's beautiful. It really is. Um, and I'm here with a very special guest. Uh, we first met, I want to say through Kevon. I, I want to say through Kevon. We did. Yeah, we did. Uh, for those who know, it's Gaijin, the DJ, DJ Gaijin. Shout out to Gaijin as well. He's just good people. Yeah, connecting all of New York. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I just remember from that first conversation, it was mm-hmm. very short, but um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just great to sort of just connect with you and, and you know, speak. And, and then we just saw each other again mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago. Um, and then we saw each other one more time again, even sooner than that. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it was just great to just sort of see see you in different spaces, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what you did, or yeah. like you know. And I, and I sort of liked that. I didn't really know what you did. I just felt like it was good to just sort of connect with you, yeah, yeah. and just get to know you. Um, and then yeah, I just remember every time we would talk, it'd only be for like ten seconds, but yeah. we would say something. You would usually say something really profound, uh, you know. And I would just be like, damn, man, I'm saying, deep. like yeah. After after the right, very deep. But I think after the conversation, I just feel really like you know um, at peace. Like I felt like oh, this what? is the person who like brought good energy into my life. Um, so I, so I, I try my best to to acknowledge when you know those people are in my life. So you're one of those people for sure. Thank you. Oh my goodness, that is. So I'm just gonna pack up and go now. <laughs> That's all that right, needed to right. be said. <laughs> Nothing <Nah>. more. <laughs> but yeah, um, without any further ado, please introduce yourself. All right, my name is Tracy Aweno. I am a photographer. Uh, by the end of the year, I want to say I'm a filmmaker and mm. photographer, mm. Um, and I'm based here in New York. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for being on the Open Canvas. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is like my first podcast really nice nice yeah it's awesome and and i feel like you know these types of conversations are really like i enjoy them because Mm -hmm. you know apart from like just talking about like the credentials and Mm -hmm. things like that i feel like you know you as a person Mm -hmm. um you know is something that i really want to highlight you know the Mm -hmm. fact that you've sort of just been very very good energy to be around thank Um, you you know sort of like sort of precedes like all of the other things that you're you're great at you know so like (laughs) you know and like in in this like creative world and even in like the industry that that Mm -hmm. goes a long way just Mm -hmm. like being a good person Mm -hmm. you know so like yeah so I mean, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but where, where are you from? Yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm. And then when I was 15, I moved to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in Birmingham for about three years, and then I went to college in Auburn okay. for four years. I almost went to Tuskegee. You would, I, I, I really? Like, yeah, I went down for the school visit and uh-huh. everything in Mobile. And yeah. Yeah, I was in Tuskegee, and yeah, yeah. so I was, I was down there a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. literally 20 minutes away from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, re- I remember wanting that HBCU experience, but like... I feel like HBCU used to feel to me like you had to have um, a legacy in the family. So I really didn't have anybody spearheading my direction and mm. I got a scholarship. So I was like, why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then after college, I was like, I got an opportunity here in New York to mm. shoot the US Open um, as a photographer, official photographer. So that really like opened my eyes to opportunities that I can actually wow. have outside yeah. of Alabama what got you into photography or like was it in school or was it something you were just doing as a hobby that that Uh, sort of led you to sort of pick up the camera great question so I am an African as 100% as we get Mm. and it was very um, put on me from a young age that there was only a few things I could do with my life and that meant being a doctor engineer kind of thing Yeah. so I started off with pre-med actually in college Mm. Um, I did it for a year I was miserable really um I actually oh, no. it's embarrassing I failed calculus <laughs> who fails calculus hey, hey. <laughs> and so like that um, as a 
kid who was so used to like getting A's and B's mm. kind of defeated me and so I was like mm. I need to do something else mm. um so I went back home to Kenya my dad used to be a journalist so that inspired me to come back and like pursue journalism yeah so I did journalism thinking I was going to be a media personality of some right. sort right. um but then I got an internship in public relations mm. um and so through that I'm just going to like cut through where the photography came in mm-hmm. there was nowhere in my uh, peripheral that I was going to do photography or videography right. at all um, but through my internship we were short staffed so as an intern I was doing everything mm-hmm. um, and so my boss however was like very flexible with me and she like gave me a lot of creative freedom yeah. um, and so fast forward uh, a year into the internship and USCA, which mm-hmm. is like the head um, tennis association, brought a tournament to Auburn. Okay. And so my job was simply just like the PR, you know, to write stuff, yeah. put it out. But the guy, the photographer got sick. Wow. And so my boss came into the office and was like, hey, we're going to need you to like shoot tennis. What? And I'm like, I've never shot tennis right. in my life. And that's like a like a high speed sport. I mean, in yeah. terms of like movement and like the players and yeah. the ball, like it's yes. like it, to, for that to be your first like yeah. shoot. Wow. Yeah. How and did, so, yeah. How did it go? It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I was like, I couldn't say no. Yeah. So I went home and the first thing I did was like, Google how to shoot tennis. Right, right. I did. I really did. Um, I got some tips, like make sure the ball is in the frame. <laughs> this, that, and Let's the, start there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what makes a good tennis picture. Just make sure the ball is in the frame to begin with. Mm-hmm. So then the week started and I was shooting it for a week. Mm-hmm. And three days in, I used to send my stuff to New York. And three days in, um, I got a message from the thread that I used to send pictures to. Right. And it was this lady and she was like, hey, who's taking these pictures? Connect me through email. And I'm like, okay, fuck. I obviously, I'm doing something wrong. Right. That's the, the first immediate thought. Yeah. Yeah, like, what <laughs> so, did I mess up? Exactly. Mm. I was like, ah, she's, she hates it. Mm. So I emailed her and she was like, hey, do you want to shoot the US Open? Wow. And that's how I ended up in New York. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were just talking before we even started the episode about how those moments happen. Yeah. Like, it, it just seemed like what seemed to be like, you know, someone just being sick was yeah. actually like, you know, an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't necessarily you were looking for it or no. like it was even in your sight. So yeah. did you even thinking about picking up a camera while you're doing journalism or was it just no. specifically writing? And, you you and know, broadcasting. Um, so... <laughs> I was actually a DJ in college too. Oh, so word. okay. <laughs> like, what type of DJ? I was just like a late night DJ. I used to have a show from like ten to eleven. Yeah, a wind down yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. What was it called? What was it called? Oh my god, late nights with Tracy. <laughs> hey, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but no. So I, while I was in journalism, at some point, I fell in love with like movies. Yeah. So as far as I thought cameras would go, was me being a director. Okay. Um, still is in my vision Mm. but I just never imagined like photography as in the art of photography and it's something I didn't even like I don't think I appreciated it to the extent Mm. that I obviously do now Mm. Mm. Um, the skill that goes into it and I will admittedly say I was one of those people before then that especially I think it's from upbringing that um, realizing like everybody cannot do everything Hmm. and so that once you get into a craft and you master it 
there's so much that goes into it and like it's something like you have to respect someone so it's like someone's not just a photographer mm. but there's a certain eye that you have to have you mm. know um, people have different eyes for different things right. and so right, right. I came to respect it mm. much more after I like started getting paid for it right no, yeah <laughs> and it seems like you just jumped right into the deep end of it you know yeah, so yeah after or even during the u.s open mm -hmm. i'll take me through that that day or that weekend or however long the, the the event was yeah like what was it like you know walking up to the the stadium and yeah. sort of like then preparing yourself to do something like this how did you handle this like walk us through that day oh great that's that's a really good um <laughs> setup <laughs> it was i think it was really the most ridiculous thing i felt like i had ever done mm. and in many ways i felt unprepared for it mm. just because it was on such a big stage right. that I was doing this thing um, and you know tennis is one of those sports that I don't think you can like walk up to the street and be like do you watch tennis right. but then you realize after you're doing it that it's actually like a very popular sport absolutely amongst people um, and so I my first day first of all I got introduced to the team I'd, I'd be working with so mm. it was five of us we were five shooters mm. um, and it was people like Visuals by Pierre on Instagram oh yeah shout out to yeah yeah, yeah Pierre's really cool yeah. Um, it was Skinny was here mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and then a Cesarine who's I am Caesar I'm, I am Cesarine um, and then one other guy Fernando so all these four the guys had been doing it for a few years they've mm -hmm. been doing photography for a few years mm -hmm. Um, Instagram being a metric, I guess, these days for whatever. Right. <laughs> um, they have pretty high followers. And so I remember looking at their pages leading up to it and I'm like, I am nowhere <laughs> where they are, you mm. know? And I kept having so much doubt and I would confide in like some of my close people. And they told me, you know, if someone saw it in you to think you're on that stage, then mm. you have to believe that you are. Mm. And it's something that took me a while to actually like wrap my head around that's such a good point yeah and so um i will admit that i felt very unprepared and mm. i got to like the first day and she assigned us all our roles and she gave me a very massive role mm. and it still wasn't making sense like right. why does she think <laughs> i can do all this right. um but i did it you know and towards the end I'm very hypercritical of myself mm. and sometimes um, well now it's I'm so much better about it but I used to be nervous about critique and yeah. like hearing critiques and mm. therefore I would think like I have to do my very best so that I don't get any critique mm. but that's not how mm. art works you know yeah, I fully understand that yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you kind of do have to mm. get critiques mm. so um, she at the end i was like hey you know i'm just being bare here being naked um how did i do and she goes like oh you did amazing like i you were really on top of everything mm. and i'm looking back like damn she's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you saw it yeah, yeah no, that's so. real that's right and, and i think i i too also think about that as well i can sometimes be very hypercritical of myself mm -hmm. or even um you know sometimes you get put in situations where I think naturally it's just very human to mm -hmm. almost think like you know like if someone asks you to do something mm -hmm. or if like someone like gives you like a big responsibility mm -hmm. sometimes the natural human reaction is like okay how am I going to mess this up right right, you know? right instead of like how am I going to make this great yeah and I think it's just as easy mentally to mm -hmm. sort of go to that place where you're like how can I how am I going to mess up mm -hmm. to instead switch your thinking and think like okay 
the reason they they are like you know have trust in me to do this is mm -hmm. because they see that I have yeah. you know yeah. a skill or something yeah. so like you then can turn that on its head and be yeah. like no this is because I'm going to do great right you know so I think that's it's, it's freeing too like but it takes a while so freeing. it takes a while because I what you said resonates with me so much yeah. just sort of that experience is sort of like being put in a situation like okay now no. <laughs> what you know am I am I even ready right you know? right, but, right but literally it's like you're, you're there for a reason exactly and and you once you sort of can like sit and stand in that reason and uh -huh. that purpose it's yeah. just like it comes together exactly yeah. I was recently just talking to a friend about this but like getting to a point in your adulthood where you start to um take it upon yourself to be introspective and yeah. not just introspection empty introspection but like active introspection where it's like I am and I realize this about myself mm. then what am I going to do about it right right um and I came to this crazy realization that probably five months ago I would not have said this on such a public yeah. <laughs> stage but um, I came to the realization that and I don't want to blame anything or everything on like my upbringing but obviously like it had influence but then I either enabled it even further right mm. um, but I came to realize that I approached tasks or opportunities from fear of failure rather than wanting to succeed so i was like i would do things because i'm not necessarily wanting to succeed but yeah. i don't want to fail yeah and it's really subtle too right it is yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like it's the like once you realize it mm. you start to see how your formula for things is everything kind of messed up yeah yeah you know definitely uh so it was it's good but. yeah i still realize that too i think every mm -hmm. day it's like wow how am i thinking about this am, yeah, am yeah. i putting positive intentions towards it am yeah. i reinforcing that or am i reinforcing like you're saying like the fear of failure yeah and when, yeah. when you when you can sort of just recognize your own thinking and just mm -hmm. be aware of yourself mm -hmm. like self-awareness yeah that, yes. that sort of changes the paradigm mm -hmm. you know when you you can just like say okay let me observe what i'm feeling yeah. what am i thinking right in this moment mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and sort of mm -hmm. just be present yeah i think that's where the power is just in being present yeah. with your own mind you yeah. know because then you can you realize you have the power yeah like, oh you have the power to sort of change what you think and mm -hmm. how you think about things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i think it I mean, it says it's nice to say now. Yes. But I think it, it's a years-long process. It takes mm -hmm. years to get there. It does. It's never just like a quick, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you have to sort of go through things and figure things out. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I'm getting ahead of myself now. But, no. <laughs> but no, yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> Thank it's you. Stuff we have to kind of, like, deal with. And yeah, yeah, yeah. People, I mean, honestly, like, people kind of do have, to, like, do realize it, but mm. some of them decide not to right. work on anything. Right, right. But, Definitely. So, so after the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. um, you you sort of you know literally dived in the deep end. You yeah. sort of figured this out. Oh, um, figured it out. <laughs> or, or at least, or at least you sort of are beginning to figure things out. Yeah. What was your next step? Wow. So I actually so when I came, it was 2017 that I got that opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was just here, literally in New York, just for the tournament, and then I went back to Alabama. Okay. Um. I remember when I landed in New York for the Open, hmm. first thing I thought as soon as I got out of the airport, it was like in LaGuardia, there was construction going on. <laughs> yeah. It was my first time in the city, actually. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And 
it smelled like exhaust fumes in the air. <laughs> you could smell the exhaust. Yes, I could hear construction. <laughs> But right, right. the first thought that came to me was like, I'm home. Because hmm. Nairobi smelled, sounded the same wow. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt most at home hmm. in that chaos than, hmm. I have, than I ever did while I was in Mm. Alabama so when I went back I was like I my mind has been stretched yes and once your mind has been stretched it's really difficult yeah. it's to, not going back it's not <laughs> it's really really not yeah so yeah. I felt stretched and I went back and I felt you know I that I couldn't do much down mm. there so I spent uh, six more months in the south and um, one fine Tuesday in April mm-hmm. I my grandma had come to visit I grew up with my grandma. She's amazing. Yes. Shout yeah. out to her. Hey. Um, and Wait, she, what's her name? Her name is Joan. Joan. Yeah. Joan. Shout out to Grandma Joan. Yay. Yes. She's deaf though. Oh, so, oh yeah. Never, I, I mean, yeah. Still shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's <laughs> <laughs> She'll listen to the vibrations. Right, like, right, like, right. I heard what you said. I'm like, no, you did it. I, I know you did it. She's such a trooper. I love that woman. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, she came to the U.S. Mm. for a month. Okay. And so when she did, she made Alabama different for me. Like, it felt right. different. Just her presence being there. Mm. So when she left, I was like, oh, well, here we are again. Right, right. Gotta face, you know, what I really want to do with my future and mm. my life. Mm. And so it was a Tuesday and I sat on my bed and this room that I shared with my sister. Um, my sister's like right across the room. And I remember just like... I love that girl too and I was like but I can't I can't grow here like I mm. felt like I could not grow in that space mm. um, and I googled one way flights to New York mm. I had a couple hundred in my bank account mm-hmm. and that's all I had mm-hmm. definitely not enough for rent or anything right, right. Um, and I booked my $160 one way ticket to New York and I left on Friday wow Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I, wow. there's no time to think yeah yeah wow you know? yeah and I slept on a couch for a month um, mm. by my friend Solange she like carried me through that month mm. I got a job at a restaurant and I was like I'm saving for an apartment um, but my vision was like I just I had to be here first yeah yeah um, and so then I got the opportunity again to shoot the open yes again so last year okay. and After that, I decided to like go full time freelancing. So. Yes. Wow. So yeah. Wow. And and I feel like what we were talking about even before we started mm-hmm. is like you sort of like were observant of those small things that sort of were putting yeah. you in the right direction yeah. to come here. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So so what what were some of those things that sort yeah. of led you to get here? Let me tell you that story. Yeah. yeah. It was um, Skinny and Caesar had invited me out to Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was everyday people was having like a. Um, Black History Month. Was it during for like a first Saturday? It what was it? It was it wasn't it was it was actually. Yeah. And it was going into the night. Right. I remember that night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. New York is so ridiculous. It really I love is. It. <laughs> um and so I was staying in the Bronx with mm-hmm. this lady mm-hmm. um that I met when I came to New York last time I was here for the open. Mm. And so I was thinking going from the Bronx to Brooklyn, it's such a like hustle. Yeah. And the whole day, I just like, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. Time is just going, you know? Right. And right. at the very last minute, it ends at like 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think at like 7, I was like, okay, fine. Let me just do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about to leave New York. Um, let me let me just go out there. Yeah. So I go and I meet 
this lady is Caesar's friend. I meet Solange and we just dive into like deep life stuff and mm-hmm. like life talks and we connected like on instant, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the evening, she's like, "Oh, I had such a great time talking to you, you know. Um, whenever you come back to New York, just let me know." Yeah. And so fast forward now in April, I was like, "All right, I'm doing this." But the thing is, which is kind of treacherous. No. I didn't say how long I was going to be at her place. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I was like, hey, can I like come over and stay with you for a little bit as I figure things out? She was mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and she picked me up and I had like this big suitcase and yeah. a bag. And she's like, uh, okay, okay. We're going to do this. <laughs> we can do this. And she really did like mm. carry me through a month. And wow. it humbles you, you know? Yeah. It, it really humbles you and... Mm. being uncomfortable i think that i was very uncomfortable for a while and yeah. it's the most i've ever i feel like i've ever been pushed to figure things out right no that was so uncomfortable yeah definitely and it's interesting cuz i th- i feel like when people look at the work that you're doing now they may not see that or hear that story yeah. you know or or hear the things in terms of that sacrifice and sort of like yeah almost literally just sort of not even having everything all the way planned out yeah and just sort yeah. of just like just taking one step mm-hmm. and then hoping the next step reveals itself yeah yeah you know so that 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 takes a lot it, you know yeah so definitely respect to you thank you man yeah. it was all blind faith yeah. i had no clue right. what i was doing at one point actually while i was staying with salon she had family coming over and so i took an airbnb mm-hmm. i mean i mean i booked an airbnb and i saw queens so oh yeah yeah i was like i know queens <laughs> um only it was far rockaway oh yeah you were yeah <laughs> yeah on oh, the wow. very last stop on the a yeah yeah and so i would go i was working at grand central mm-hmm. and so it literally sometimes would take me 2 hours to get back wow and i remember one day i just broke down i was like what am i doing in new york mm. like what's all this for you know i was like bawling on the street mm. um but that moment was such a moment of clarity like yeah, yeah. you got to keep pushing there's right. no it's like i've made it this deep into it you yeah. know yeah there's just no point in looking back absolutely no it's like it's i feel like it's 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 really like you're honoring your your inner voice yeah like yeah. what we were saying i feel mm-hmm. like it's it's when you know that there's something inside of you mm-hmm. that that wants to get out or at least that's something that you want to accomplish mm-hmm. it's like you, you're, you're not going to deny that yeah you know yeah. even if it doesn't make sense or it's not yes. clear or the usually the path is never clear it's really never it's clear, never clear. I, don't, I don't think it and i think that's also a misconception too it's like mm-hmm. once you start mm-hmm. like accomplishing things mm-hmm. like you know it almost looks like you had this master plan right, put together right. but it's really just sort of figuring out one step at a time yeah yeah and and i think that's sort of what you know we all are trying to do yeah just figure it out one step at a time exactly i became like very good at fake till you make it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like okay i think i got this i kept i like i even to this day i mm. still i say things and i'm like i don't know if it's gonna happen right if yeah. it does that's great obviously but if it doesn't i know like i put the energy out there so right, right. let's see if it comes back definitely mm-hmm. and photography like mm-hmm. is there a specific type of photography that you're sort of drawn to or that mm-hmm. you feel like is the most like you know yeah fulfilling yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um I I love portraits. Yes. But I found such a passion in sports. Mm. Um mm. and on so many levels. First I feel like I haven't seen I don't see a lot of me's 
mm. you know, shooting, shooting sports. Right, right. Um, I even at the open, like at the mm. pit, it would be the whole tournament would be like three weeks, mm-hmm. and in those twenty-one days, I could tell you I saw like three women, right? Um, maybe two women of color, mm. um, you know, and so I just I felt very underrepresented. Mm. And um, that's something that I would like to change. Right. You know, I grew up as such a tomboy, mm. and sports drove a lot of what I did. I was like super active all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like there's this idea that to be a sports photographer, especially, it has to be a guy, and mm. um, and you don't see a lot of like feminine women mm-hmm. either. You know, if it's like a woman, she has to be like this. You know, super tough looking which obviously there's no problem to that but like i want to create this environment where it's like you could be you know a baddie in your whatever Mm -hmm. where you want to be and still shoot sports it's not about shooting sports is not about like you playing it you know Mm. it's it's you and your camera right anybody who's good at it can be Yes, by the camera. So I really have a knack for sports. Definitely. In any specific sport, or is it just all sport? You know, it's really all sport, but mm. sports that especially don't have masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expression yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so like, I've seen some really dope um, NBA pictures, and um, even in the NFL, like maybe when they're at the end and celebrating, but yeah. helmets, like yeah. You know. But with tennis, for example, I have like such a love, deep love for shooting tennis because mm. um, it's an individual sport for the yeah. most part. And big tournaments, they don't get to talk to their coach. Yeah. So you see someone go through like all the ranges of emotion right. the human being hmm. can possibly go through. Right. And being able to capture that is crazy. I've had people like break down on the floor and those are some of like my most fulfilling pictures yeah you know absolutely and i think people may even miss that in terms of sports in general they don't realize that sports is like it's an emotional form of expression yeah you know no matter what sport you play yeah i feel like it's definitely a form of you being able to channel and express yourself yeah those emotions Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. yeah I, i honestly like for me it reminds me i grew up um you know in like elementary school mm-hmm. middle school high school and like being in an art homeroom uh-huh, uh-huh. and then going to the library and picking up the sports illustrated for kids uh, you know uh-huh. and then there's basically like the magazine you know collection of uh-huh. like kids uh you know and you know, their favorite athletes uh-huh. but it was very much you know just a just dope to sort of see like sports photography in that way yeah and yeah. um I remember taking those those uh, Sports Illustrated magazines to my art homeroom yeah. and then just drawing them. Because yeah, like, yeah. so, just hearing you talk about capturing that emotion, yes. I think that's what sort of got me into like, you know, sports photography on the drawing side was just nice. sort of trying to sort of capture that emotion. Yeah, which is um, so dope. Yeah. To be able to, first of all, picking up like pencil, whatever to draw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what an art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like... Uh, sort of even being exposed to that type of photography mm-hmm. i was like oh okay there's this isn't there's an art to this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's not just uh, people assume sports and they oh, it's just like jocks and like just very you know yeah no. over masculine energy and i yeah. feel like you know in reality it's actually a very beautiful form of expression it is you know i think you know you know football or soccer as we know it is yeah. is definitely like the 
you know, one of the biggest forms mm -hmm. of that. And for mm -hmm. me, growing up playing basketball most of my life, it yeah. was like, you know, you can really be artful in how you play basketball. Yes. You know, and I feel like as a photographer, you have the, the gift to be able to express that and to capture those mm -hmm. those moments for people. Yeah, no, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I've seen... I, I could not tell you how much <laughs> energy I get yeah. from watching a match or like being able to shoot a match. And I mean, being that tennis has been the one that I've done. Yeah. I did college football, but I wasn't a photographer then. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. those pictures suck. Like they sucked <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed nah. by that. But, um, but like, you know, sitting on the sidelines or like mm. being in the pit and seeing someone about to lose um mm. being able to recognize what that emotion is you know and so like i don't want people to ever think of even sports photographers as just like you're just like point and shoot you know mm. it's you're actually sitting there and you have like you're observing someone knowing like you can see them actually you could see it in their face mm. that they either a know they're about to lose how do they turn that around mm. they know they're about to lose and they can't turn it around mm. so how do they like keep just pushing on to the mm. end because they have to mm. um so it's being able to recognize those like key moments yeah. in a player you yeah. know being able to see them knowing that they're so good yeah. and they're about to win yeah. and how can they be a good sportsman or sportswoman right, right. to the other person so yeah i enjoy it for for like so many reasons but some of that yeah definitely you know um uh Kawhi Leonard yeah like so I mean recently um you know in the, in the in playoffs the, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. against the Sixers he yeah. hit that shot mm -hmm. and then there's that photo of him yeah. sort of like you know waiting to see the ball drop into the net and like bouncing four or five times and then yes. like you see Joel Embiid sort of also next to him mm -hmm, and then you see mm -hmm. you know the teammates behind them and yes. everybody's eyes are just like yeah. you know pointed at the rim and it's just like that's theater yes people don't even realize that's theater yes. that's that's drama yeah you know? that and is it's, it and it's mm -hmm. in its truest form you yes. know and it's like yeah you know and i think humans you know we go through our day-to-day -day life you know mm -hmm. you know not really getting to express a lot of these emotions mm -hmm. that are in us mm -hmm. so like to see other people on the court or on the field mm -hmm. being able to express those emotions it's mm -hmm. like we, we it's, it's actually very important yeah you know yeah. so so yeah like those types of images or even like you know there's some golf images as yeah. well it's just like you know it's all emotion it you is know? all emotion yeah and yeah I, I really would hope that I would love to talk to more people who are like super, super, super sports fans yeah. as to why they watch sports. You know, a lot of people I think will say, oh, because I love the team, because I love the sport. Mm. But like at the very core of it or like the psychology of it, yeah. you know, it's an expression yeah. that you probably don't have the chance. Like you said, you don't have the chance to express. And so you're watching someone else go through it and it's like... Um, just it's cathartic first of all yes and yes. you're really like going through it with them right and absolutely i wish like we could have those conversations more like the psychology yeah of actually watching sports definitely definitely yeah. yeah we'll save that for like a part two yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, i can only imagine there's probably like so many stories that you have just yeah. in terms of like you know whether that's going to a sporting event or yes. like even like getting to know some of the people that you're sort of working with or, or shooting as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's just a, a wealth of, of stories that you probably have from those yeah. experiences. Shooting the fans. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, like what, what have you been drawn to lately in terms, even within sports photography, mm -hmm. like what has been like something you've been interested in sort of capturing? That's good. Yeah. So I um, actually, photography is kind of like, um, taking a bit of a backseat a little bit for me now okay. um i feel i'm feeling a little bit more and more 
pulled towards filmmaking, which is nice. what I want to do by the end of the year. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, so I've had so many ideas for a while about what I would want to show. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, I'll just touch on this lightly, mm-hmm. but like I respect um, for film, this is for film, but I respect motherhood so much. Mm. Um, I feel I'm a firstborn. Yes. And so in many ways, I feel like I became a mom quite young. Right. You're a third parent almost. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I had, I've literally had my youngest brother. One time we were out eating and he, so it's all of us kids. It was mm-hmm. just me and my mom mm-hmm. as the grown ups, I guess. And he goes like, all right, so we're going to have the parents sit on that side and the kids sit on this side. And so then my older brother goes like, what do you, what do you mean the parents? It's just mom here. And he goes like, I mean, mom and Tracy. Wow. <laughs> and so that was like a, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I respect motherhood and I feel like I became a mom quite young. Mm. But in that sense, it almost, it also scares me yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Um, so I want to work on a film um, really like, highlighting motherhood mm. and n- the not so pretty aspect of it yes um and so that's like something it's been a passion project in my head for a while mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do it with one of my really good friends nice. um we're gonna work on it together her name is marquee um but that's like film wise wow so documentary filmmaking type stuff yes um narratives not yet because mm-hmm. that's a whole other ball game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah no, I feel it. I feel like that's going to come to fruition. You know, I feel, yeah, I feel like, it. and and it's dope too because I just even from you know understanding your your experience as a photographer, yeah, how yeah. you're going to be able to apply those skills and even mm-hmm. like your your eye that you're talking about mm-hmm. to filmmaking. Yeah. I feel like even like how you frame things and how you sort yeah. of can tell a story visually. You mm-hmm. know, not even apart from the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to sort of see how you do that. Yeah, and it's hopefully actually going to be a film that does not have much dialogue um, okay yeah i like i said um i grew up with my grandma she's mm. one of like the strongest most amazing people in my life yeah and but she's deaf right. and so right. you know being able for her my pictures she loves because mm. she, the story is there right um right. she doesn't need to hear anything mm. and mm. so if i'm able to be to tell a story a film that doesn't even use much dialogue um i think that would be such a feat of success for me yes because then she'll be able to like watch it and not need to know what they're saying right right um because i I think it used to break my heart a little bit as a kid every Mm -hmm. time we would like i would want to watch something with her and she's like i want to but i don't know what they're going to be saying she didn't have hearing aids Mm -hmm. um and so i'd be like oh man yeah you know as a kid just like oh bummer Mm -hmm. but then as i got older i came to understand where that heartbreak I guess mm. came from and so I would like to create something that's yeah. you know you can put something into the universe that she can enjoy yeah yeah, yeah absolutely consumable for her too that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> thank you thank you for even sharing that yeah, you know, yeah that means you. a lot and, <laughs> and yeah I can even see that I feel like films that I'm getting more and more interested in now mm-hmm. it's like they're they're able to balance like being able to they don't rely on dialogue to move the story. Right. Yes. It's like you can actually visually tell a story just as much. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just how you choose to sort of present, yes. you know, present the story and present yeah. the characters and mm-hmm. present the the um, the scene, yeah. you know. So, so yeah, I can see you definitely killing that. Why, oh, thank you. Are you a huge film buff? 
actually am. Okay. Yeah, so Same. we got to talk about some films. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. so much good out there. Definitely. Definitely. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll do that for sure. Okay. We'll okay. do that for sure. Podcast number two yeah. will be films. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't even want to end the episode, but <laughs> but yeah, can you like tell people how they can find your work yeah. and like things that you'll be up to in the future? Okay. Awesome. Wow. Um, so... <laughs> I have so many things. I should like just centralize all my handles, but <laughs> I could mostly be found on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do love the Instagram space if you use it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and my handle is Nana. It's going to be N A R N A H mm-hmm. or Tracy Awino. Nice. And um, I don't use Facebook that much, but it's also Tracy Nana Awino. Mm-hmm. I do not use Twitter as well. <laughs> and just. Uh, I'm a simple gal when it's it comes good. to it. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, I just see nothing but like, like good things coming. Like I feel like you, you sort of have, you know, in a short amount of time, you know, already seen you know a lot of ups and downs, yeah. and have sort of come on the other end, sort of with a clear mind and sort oh. of a focus. So trying, trying, yeah. trying. Yeah, and just to even also see like even amongst you know our friends and the mm-hmm. people that you know, mm-hmm. you know, we all hang out with. I just yeah. feel like you're 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 sort of you're respected. You know, you Thank are respected, you. and Thank like, you. yeah, the work that you're putting in, it's 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 validated by you. You Thank know, I feel you. like you don't need anyone else's validation. You're sort of doing Amen. it your own way. So yeah, yeah, respect to you for real. Thank you, Absolutely. really appreciate that. Absolutely, thank you so much, and thank you for this. This is really nice, <laughs> um, and you as well, connecting people. Mm. By the way, this is a space for you to bring us all together. Thank you, thank you so much for creating this. Thank you, thank you. So this is Taj Alexander with my friend Tracy on the Open Canvas, and we're out. We're out. Thanks. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot, opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.